Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew to introduce a fresh set of fascinating news stories that appeared on Archaeologica this past week. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Excavators at the Gettysburg Battle Site have come across a live artillery round which was safely detonated. The remains of a 2,000-year-old stringed musical instrument came to light in southern Vietnam. A cattle horn container from a cave in South Africa shows traces of medicinal herbs. And a skull from a wealthy Bronze Age city in Israel shows clear signs of cranial surgery. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of Viking sites in Denmark. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now, here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of February 19th through the 25th, 2023. We begin the week in Pennsylvania where archaeological work during a rehabilitation project at a Civil War battlefield revealed an unexploded artillery shell. The live 160-year-old artillery shell had to be detonated by a specially trained United States Army team. As reported by Live Science, the shell was discovered at Little Round Top, a hill that offered Union forces a strategic position during the Battle of Gettysburg. On July 2, 1863, the second day of the three-day battle, the North and the South fought for 90 minutes to control Little Round Top, leaving thousands of soldiers dead. Confederate General Robert E. Lee noted in an 1864 report that Confederate General Longstreet was delayed by Union forces firing from Little Round Top, but Longstreet ultimately decided to go around the hill rather than attempt to capture it. Archaeologist Stephen Bran and his team from Stantec, an engineering consultant that also performs archaeological work, were sweeping the area with metal detectors when they found something nearly two feet underground. The unexploded round was about seven inches long, weighed about ten pounds, and was identified as a three-inch Dyer or Burton shell for a rifled cannon. According to Bran, objects commonly discovered on Civil War battlefields are much smaller, such as percussion caps, bullets, uniform buttons, or modern trash, and objects that were discarded during the construction of monuments. Finding unexploded munitions is rare. This is only the fifth such find since 1980. Jason Martz, a spokesperson for Gettysburg National Military Park, reported that procedures are in place in case explosive objects are found. The Army's 55th Explosive Ordnance Disposal Company from Fort Belvoir, Virginia, was called in to remove the shell and destroy it safely. Despite the shell's destruction, the park is researching it and its discovery location in greater detail, hoping to find details such as whether it was fired by Union or Confederate troops. Martz emphasized that the recent find is a reminder that excavation at a battlefield can be extremely dangerous and that it is a federal offense for the general public to dig or metal detect at these sites. 
Next, we travel to southern Vietnam, where researchers have discovered an ancient stringed musical instrument crafted from deer antler. The instrument is 2,000 years old, dating from the period of Vietnam's pre-Akayo culture that lived along the Mekong River. Lead researcher and PhD student Fredeliza Campos from the Australian National University reports that the stringed instrument is one of the earliest examples of this type of musical implement in Southeast Asia. The discovery helps fill the gap between the region's earliest known musical instruments, stone percussion plates, and more modern devices. The apparatus would have been around 35 centimeters long and had a hole at one end for a peg, which would have been important for tuning. No object discovered at the site was remotely similar, either in size or shape. This suggests that the artifacts were made by specialists, who were likely musicians themselves. The probable source of the antler used to craft the instrument is the sambar deer, native to mainland Southeast Asia. The instrument was identified from more than 600 bone artifacts found at the archaeological site of Gouchua in Long An Province, southern Vietnam. Three identical bronze bells, which were most likely part of a burial, were also found. As reported by Fizz.org, music played an important role in the early cultures of this region, and this ancient music continues to influence contemporary instrumentation. The similarities between the artifacts previously studied and some stringed instruments that are still being played suggest that traditional Vietnamese music has its origins in the prehistoric past. How the device was played and what it might have sounded like are unclear, but the researchers believe that the methods might have been similar to those used with contemporary Vietnamese musical instruments, such as the kni. The kni is a single-stringed bowed instrument that is controlled by the player's mouth, which also acts as a resonator. It can play a wide variety of sounds and tones, much more diverse than a Western chromatic scale often heard on instruments such as the piano. The research is published in the journal Antiquity. Our third story takes us to South Africa, where a study of a 500-year-old container made from a cattle horn revealed that it once carried plant-based medical mixtures used by the Khoi, or San people. The horn came to light in the Levidantan shelter, located in the Langkluf Mountains of southern South Africa and containing up to 30 paintings in varying shades of red and yellow ochre paint. The paintings stretch across the width of the shelter overhang and depict human figures with hunting equipment, animals such as antelope, and human handprints. According to the study, cattle horns have been traditionally used as medicine containers throughout the continent of Africa. However, in South Africa, tortoise shell and ostrich eggshell are more common. The container is capped with a rawhide lid and was once wrapped in a bundle of leaves and grass secured with a twisted plant fiber rope. The results of a chemical analysis of the micro-residues collected from dry scrapings of the horn contents revealed that the horn contained plant-based medicinal compounds, of which monomethylinositol and lupiol are the most prevalent. As reported in Heritage Daily, monomethylinositol occurs in several traditional medicinal plants found throughout the Langkluf Mountains and has strong antioxidant properties utilized by the Khoi people for washing wounds and treating fevers and eye infections. Lupiol also occurs in several medicinal plants found in South Africa. It is known for its anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties. 
Justin Bradfield from the University of Johannesburg's Paleo Research Institute reports that radiocarbon dating of a sample of the leather-capped horn places it in use between A.D. 1461 and 1630, making it the oldest medicine container found in southern Africa. The research is published in the South African Journal of Science. Our final story brings us to Tel Megiddo in Israel, where archaeologists excavating a 3,500-year-old tomb came across a skull with a square hole created during what was probably an ancient surgical procedure. Rachel Kalisher, a bioarchaeologist at Brown University, believes the individual who received the rare surgery was in desperate need of an intervention due to his deteriorating medical condition. The new study, published in PLOS One, analyzed the remains of two Bronze Age brothers entombed together in an elite neighborhood of Tel Megiddo. Both siblings, lived between 1550 and 1450 BC, show signs of developmental problems and chronic disease, while one sibling carries the evidence of an ancient brain surgery known as trepanation. Trepanation includes creating a hole in the skull by drilling, cutting, or scraping. Such surgeries did occur among ancient peoples around the world, but it's relatively rare to find evidence of trepanation in the Middle East. According to Kalisher, this rare medical intervention might have been attempted thanks to the social status of the siblings. This may have afforded them care and resources to survive their diseases for longer than average in antiquity. Identified as brothers by virtue of their DNA, these two were interred beneath the floor of their family home in the wealthy city located along trade routes connecting Egypt, Syria, Mesopotamia, and Anatolia. It was common practice to bury the dead under the family home. In the case of the two brothers, their final resting place was a residence with fine-crafted items, precious metals, and upscale architecture, all of which indicate the wealth of the family. The brothers were also entombed with burial rites appropriate for the upper class. As reported by the Smithsonian Magazine, the skeletons show signs of multiple congenital or developmental abnormalities, such as additional teeth that did not erupt. The skeletons have many lesions that show the brothers lived with ailments, possibly leprosy, for an extended period. Additionally, the brother who received the trepanation had skull bones that didn't fuse normally during infancy. One sibling died in his late teens or early twenties and was buried one to three years before the other. When his brother perished after his surgery around age 21, the previously deceased brother was exhumed so the two could be buried together. Cut marks on the skull show where the scalp was opened, the first step to the procedure. The ancient surgeon then removed an inch-square piece of the skull's frontal bone by making a series of parallel cuts and later prying loose pieces of the skull, which were found among the skeletal remains. Researchers believe the patient was alive when the operation was performed. The color and beveling of the hole's edges show the cut was made into living bone, and care was taken not to puncture the tissue surrounding the brain. However, because no signs of post-operative bone growth exist, the patient probably died during or soon after the surgery. According to Emanuela Binello, a neurosurgeon and trepanation researcher with Boston University, the cut is located in a particularly dangerous spot on the skull, making it more likely that the patient didn't survive the procedure. Trepanation took place across the ancient world both for medicinal reasons, like easing trauma from a head injury, and ritual ones, like releasing evil spirits from the mind. 
evidence of such surgeries dating back thousands of years, is known across Africa and China and was also among the Greeks and Romans and continued throughout medieval Europe. Interestingly, ancient brain surgery apparently was most common in the Americas, especially among the Andean people of Peru and Bolivia, where more than 800 cases are documented. By the time of the Incas, around A.D. 1400 to 1500, survival rates from such operations reached an amazing 75 or 80 percent. However, Benello reports that while the method employed in Tel Megiddo may be similar to one employed in Peru, no sign of head trauma exists, so the operation likely wasn't in response to a single traumatic event, but was instead adopted as a last resort to address a chronic condition. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our growing subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.